Hello, and welcome to episode 7 of the Baby Metal Podcast. It's March 17th, 2019, for most of us here. Happy St. Patrick's Day for some of us here, too, as we record. Uh, the podcast is a place where we gather on something decreasingly like alternate weeks to discuss news and thoughts on the past and future projects of Baby Metal. We invite you to join us, whether you're a longtime fan or have only just arrived. I am Paul, and I am joined by Kevin. Welcome back. And Garrett. Hello. And Vars. Hey, guys. All right. So it's been, I don't know what, four weeks, three weeks? Quite a while since we recorded the last one. Uh, So there are a few things that have happened. We'll talk about those few things. Uh, um, Probably like four or five of them. And then uh, the last sort of major thing I wanted to have us talk about is uh, just things related to Doki Doki Morning. Um, So there's, there's, I've got written all kinds of notes about this and, you know, we've all kind of thought about it a little bit, I think. Uh, and we have no idea how that's going to go, but there's got to be something interesting to talk about, and so we will do that later. But first we can do a little bit of news. Uh, so one thing that has happened since we recorded last is the One 2019 uh, opened. So there's a, this year's The One item is a, is a new t-shirt, uh, actually with a choice of sizes this time. Hooray! So that's nice. It doesn't have to be giant. Um, and uh, quite amusingly, they uh, they announced this, and then they ran out. Yeah. <laughs> so, don't know what the deal is with that. Um, if you are an existing The One member, you can also get a sticker with it. So, that's That's cool. cool. <laughs> anybody, did anybody buy it? Oh, no, yeah. I did not. Nope. I, I didn't, I haven't either. I'm uh, undecided. I got bigger bills to pay for right now. <laughs> No, I um I, I get I got in before they sold out the first time and uh, had a uh, sticker should be coming as well. So oh nice nice one. <laughs> uh, the t-shirt looks nice. I don't know what did you think of it. I thought it I like it, okay. Yeah, I like it better than a beach towel. For sure. Yeah, I, was I like just it better than the oversized shirt. Yeah. Yeah. I should well, have I... to get my t-shirt tailored to enjoy it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I mean like the layout seems. Pretty much like the what 2017 shirt, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's just got a somewhat different design, and and there's also kinds of interesting sort of speculation that one can do about that. Uh, I don't know. Did did so? How how deeply did you want to look into the the design? <laughs> I don't. Do we do we need to dive into a t-shirt design at this point? Well, there is the uh, the pyramid thing that was uh, that. That came up with the New Year's post that's on the t-shirt, so it seems to be part of the 2019 theme. Looks like it, yeah. Uh, the sticker too, I think, has has that um, design on it. Uh, it's not. I mean, it's not super clear that it's a pyramid, but but having seen the New Year's Eve image, you can sort of see that what we're looking at is like the front. You know, that thing coming straight at us. Right. Whatever it is, however many sides it has. <laughs> but Pandora's merch. Yeah, I think it looks it, it looks nice, uh, and you know whatever it's. I hesitate to read too much into the art. I'm not sure. I, what I actually would be interesting to do is look at the art on the previous shirts to see if they have any bearing on anything, but because uh, they quite possibly don't. Topic for another episode, maybe. Could be, yeah, but yeah. So there's something sort of star-like and and you know uh, something sort of phoenix-like and you know sort of space and the very ornate the one written at the top and so black and red anyway so i think one of the best things about the the 2019 the one is that in the little rules if you sort of go to the the main page uh sort of get when you get down there there's there's a set of things that sort of talk about like no refunds and all that stuff and um there's there's a little thing that's last year it said not a fan club and it was supposed to be sort of indicating that this is you know it's it's something other than a fan club. Like, you know, they're not sending out fan club stuff. There's This just gives you the right to buy, you know, more expensive other stuff. Right. But um, for whatever reason, the English translation came out as not a fun club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess we've been going down that route for a while with Koba. <laughs> I can't believe it hasn't been fixed either. It's still, I mean, you know, yeah. it still says that even just today. <laughs> well, if it hasn't been fixed, maybe it wasn't a bad translation by Google. It, 
Well, the thing is, I mean, there's no reason to have changed it from last year. I mean, you know, the, <laughs> the, the image is just a little bit the same, uh, you know, like just, sorry, it's just a little bit different. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, <laughs> so, you know, I think we kind of know that Koba has a sense of humor. <laughs> I can't imagine that. He, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> maybe it is really po- uh, like a poke at us. Yeah, maybe he saw the typo and he said, you know what, screw it, leave it, it's pretty funny. <laughs> I could appreciate and respect that, if that's yeah. how it happened. Anyway, yeah, so uh, the the way, so the, the one 2018, I think, expires on, uh, at least it's it's set to expire at the end of March. Uh, the ability to transfer your metal name, if you are already a member of the one, uh, is between i think april 23rd and june 14th so you have to you have to have the thing in hand and be able to scratch your little code off before june 14th if you want to preserve a metal name that you already have right um that probably doesn't matter to many people but <laughs> all right i think that's probably about it i mean I, I guess maybe one other thing i would say about that is that um you know things are apart from apart from maybe questions about having announced not very many shows. Um, have we talked about the fact that they announced Summer Sonic? Yes, I, we have. We must have. <laughs> but yeah. that's the only one so far. Um, but at Hoping least... Hoping for more. What, sorry? Hoping for more. Absolutely. Um, but at least, you know, the, the one 2019 is, uh, you know, it's showing us some forward momentum. So, And of course, there's all a bunch all kinds of crankiness amongst <laughs> the people that I read yep. about like, well, is this going to be worth it? Was there, you know, whatever $40 t-shirt. Yeah, it's kind of why I haven't bought the t-shirt yet. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a uh, foolishly optimistic perhaps. Uh, anyway, I, anything else anyone wants to say about that? Nope. nope. I don't think so. Nope. All right. Uh, then I think we'll move on to the next little bit of news. Uh, I forget exactly when it was. I should have marked this down, but not long ago, days ago, um, Gimme Chocolate hit 100 million views on YouTube. Uh, and that's pretty amazing. I mean, you know, uh, nothing happened as a result, <laughs> except other people getting, uh, all the people getting upset that nothing happened. No tweet, no Instagram story, nothing. It's still fresh enough that if they, you know, even if on Fox Day they announce, you know, hooray, we got it, that's okay, that's close enough. But um, but it, we did pass that milestone a little while ago. It was last Saturday. <laughs> okay, yeah. So so that's a week, a week ago eight, now. Eight days ago. Yeah. Uh, yes, Magitsune would be uh, the next one. Uh, that's good. That's, but I think that's like 50 or 60 or something. It's, you know, it's not very close. So anyway. Uh, I hesitate to mention the next thing, but I think I'll mention it anyway. Uh, so one thing that happened actually just quite recently, uh, March 10th, uh, there, there is a, a Kalas vocal and dance school, uh, which has among its members, uh, Saya Hirai and Kotono Omori. They, uh, were among the people who were the, you know, the, the, the many dancers in the Japanese shows. Uh, and Saya is the one who was the who was the third in Australia, right? And right. uh and Singapore? Is that right? Yes. So, yes. Uh and so uh, I'm not completely clear on what, you know, like all of all of how this performance school works exactly, but at least Saya uh and possibly Kotono also uh graduated in this ceremony or at least like they were they were finished at this point and so they were giving sort of a performance as this as you know as it ended and what they chose to do was to perform gimme chocolate uh with with someone who was referred to as sa chan uh and uh as the uh playing the sioux role uh and so somebody somebody did a blog post on this about like you know they went and they sort of reported on what everybody did <laughs> in this whole show um and the, uh, you know, they were very impressed with this Gimme Chocolate. The, the person who wrote the thing said, you know, the, it, it was just like, you know, the actual show, except that there's no way if it was the actual show, you'd be able to be this close. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I thought that was kind of cool. Um, you know, this, the fact that there are many people very interested in the fact that 
Saya was the third person in those previous shows, you know, this sends speculation in crazy ways, right? You know, uh, sure. and you know, whatever, you know, I, I have, I have thoughts about this, but uh, did you want to, anyone want, anyone want to report their thoughts? I'm hesitant to get too deep into this, but. Yeah, I don't know if it's really worth getting into. I mean, let, let's look at this in context. They're at a school for dance. When I was a teenager graduating from high school or graduating anything, if I had something I already knew that I could use for a project, like say, um, say I had to give a performance and I already had something in my pocket prepared, ready to go, not to mention something coordinated or choreographed by arguably the best choreographer in Japan, <laughs> would I reuse that work and get credit for it without having to do extra work of learning a new song? I definitely would have at 18, right? Yeah, for sure. I, so I really don't think there's anything there other than, hey, that's pretty neat. Yeah. That we got it. see a basically professional rendition or cover of uh, Gimme Chocolate. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's sort of, that's roughly what I was thinking too, that it, that uh, um, it's, it, it could very easily be, their you know their last shot at doing that right you know so yeah, might as well take advantage of it absolutely if they're if they're if either of them were planning on doing this indefinitely into the future you know why bother yeah so anyway yeah uh, great I, that's point. that's my grumpy take on it now that's doesn't match a lot of what people are saying but <laughs> have i have i totally shut down <laughs> you uh, bars and garrett <laughs> but what do you think <laughs> um I think it's great. I think it's cool to hear that, that she's doing stuff like that still, even though I, she's not an official part of the band, even though I feel like she would fill a spot easily. Yeah. I, I want to believe that it's like a, a statement that she's saying, hey, I can do this perfectly. I'm going to impress people by doing it at my school, graduating, and mm -hmm. hopefully that gets her a little bit further. But, I mean, it could also be what Grab said, is I'll reuse material. She already knows it's easy peasy lemon squeezy. <laughs> totally it's i go both ways on this i've done it yeah I've, I've me too taken, i've done this so, before just without diving too deep into my background i'm a photographer i do it for fun i took photography classes in college i definitely turned in old photos that match the project assignment <laughs> yeah right and that's kind of what i feel is i don't know i'm gonna say maybe probable a probable outcome as or reason that this was done for them at their uh graduation yeah could be i mean uh, the other thing that occurred to me is like maybe maybe um you know they're they're just saying maybe they're trying to catch koba's attention <laughs> you know maybe so, well i would say to that then haven't they already by having performed live right yeah especially Saya oh, yeah. touring with them you know why would they need to quote prove themselves to koba oh, when no, they've already performed them. It's like, hey, we're still here. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, what I do don't you think know. Should I? Don't get your hopes up. Um, I just think, I don't know. I, I think it shows that they they like baby metal and they they're appreciative. I can't even say words right now. <laughs> um, it shows that they're wise. Yes, they they love baby metal. That. <laughs> this this is the funniest news ever. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, as far as we know, there's no, uh, there's nothing really except that um, that blog report. You know, like so, there's no photos or recordings or anything like that, and that you know, that's fine. But unfortunate. Yeah. Okay. The next thing I had written as a topic in the show notes was just to mention that we had uh, a couple of different uh, art print releases. So, uh, John McMurtry, Murtry. Um, released a couple released a, a trio of prints um i think i forget actually what I, so i guess he did sue metal first um yes and then uh and so the style of this is it's kind of it's kind of like faux 3d like red green 3d uh red blue i guess yes. is it red green or red blue i don't know but red blue yeah uh and you know so so there's the image is kind of just like slightly horizontally shifted in two two versions uh with you know red on one side and and blue on the other uh and it looks you know they look nice i'm sure that 
it would give you an instant migraine if you looked at it with actual glasses on <laughs> because, <laughs> um, because because the solid colors are different on the two sides yes that's it um and uh so soon after the sue metal one there was a moa metal one these were limited to 50 um uh for some unknown reason i you know it might have been a joke i don't know i don't know but uh it was originally posted as mao metal <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. and that's still I, visible in the yeah, url i saw that uh and then it seemed like it seemed like he wasn't clear that it was a good idea to release yui uh but it took a couple days yeah like like people said no really seriously people are going to want this one <laughs> <laughs> and uh and then that one came out too um i believe they are all sold out i think they were all sold out within like a couple hours of being posted you resold out the fastest, and I believe it was less than an hour. Yeah. At 105 euros. Pounds. Pounds? Yes. Wow. Not bad. Yeah, I mean, uh, they look nice. I, I would have considered them, except I don't really, I'm, I'm not really a poster person. <laughs> I'm more yeah, of like kind a, of in the same boat. Yeah, I, I like big wall flags and like tapestries and whatnot, but posters aren't really my thing either. They are gorgeous. I can definitely understand oh, yeah, wanting sure. one. A great mm -hmm. collector's item. Definitely. Yeah. I think, did he release these same prints non-3D like a year or two ago? It's the same photo set? These photos did look familiar. I don't know if it was by the same guy. I'm reasonably certain it was by the same guy. He's released photos of them in the past. Yeah. I, I know that. I don't, I'm not sure. If these are, you know, the same base photos or not. I found right. a bunch of others on his website, but none of them are the same. Yeah. I mean, he was the official, uh, he he did this official photo shoot. So, right. Yeah, so I was he's wondering got all that. And I don't know how he got managed to keep the rights to do this, <laughs> but, um, you know, I guess we're glad he did. Well, I, I, don't, I don't know how it is in the UK, but in the US, the photo photographer maintains all rights, unless explicitly stated otherwise to his negatives. Yeah, and I, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure there is negotiation about this because I don't think anyone else does that, right? I mean, like, um, John McMurtry, Murtry is the only one uh, that I know of who's who sold these. But surely yes. he was not the only photographer. No, he's um, certainly not all been. Japanese. He's certainly not been the only photographer. Yeah. Dana uh, Distortion comes to mind as another famous photographer that's covered them. Oh yeah. Yeah, although, I mean, we know that we know that she was the photographer. I don't know has she sold stuff on her own though. No, I don't think so. Yeah, and as my understanding, I haven't gone back to look, but my understanding is that that most of those are no longer accessible in any in any sort of legit way. Yeah, I don't know for sure. So, uh, okay. Anyway, yeah, and then so the uh, the other art print news, um, now. I heard, I'm, I'm opening a parenthesis here. Uh, I heard on the, uh, what is it, Super Pulp Science podcast, this artist's name be pronounced, and it wasn't the way I'd been pronouncing it in my head. Um, but I think it might be Greg Kumichuk, is how you say this. <laughs> um, oh, maybe. So we have uh, apologies for <laughs> our prior pronunciation of that. Um, but uh, at any rate, uh, so this is the artist behind the graphic novel, uh, and he released a couple of prints. Uh, it was somewhat confusing, so it, and I forget actually uh, again which one, which one came first. But but there were two. Um, I think it was We Are the Resistance was the first one, um, which is it's you know it's basically it's um, I don't know how to name that that photo, but there's a there's a relatively famous promotional photo with them wearing these very tall you know like sort of horned hats right that's somewhat like the the in the name of yeah somewhat like those yeah. um and so that was being sold that's for a hundred dollars and i think actually it's still available um and then there was a second one called music gives us wings which is more clearly sue um and that's for a hundred dollars except that i think if you buy one, you automatically get the other one. 
and there's still only 50 of each and okay. so it's it's unclear <laughs> all of this stuff is unclear but there are two and they, they look nice regardless of that and and it's looks to me like you can still buy them although i haven't tried i have not bought them myself has, has anyone here bought no. them? no i have not no you can still buy them they limited to 50 but they are not sold out yeah yeah they i mean you know they look nice again i'm not a poster person or <laughs> i'd have more of these <laughs> sure uh, so is there anything else that anyone wanted to say uh, about about the news and any of that, such as it was? No, I think that covers the news in all, all right. we've had this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, so that's the thing is, if this were a news podcast, we would uh, we would we're pretty much running on fumes. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Good thing we have other ideas, Paul. Tell yes. us about them. So yeah, so I I mean we I mentioned this last time I guess, but uh, it seemed like a good idea to uh, in the absence of news we can actually just sort of go into various topics of of you know you know I guess it's not really clear what they'd even be, but uh, in this case I suggested that we look at various things about Doki Doki Morning. So that is <clears throat> uh, the reason for this, of course, is that that is the essentially the first song that's the first song that was released it was the first one that came out uh it kind of it kind of defined uh the whole concept i guess in a, in a sense so um it might be interesting to look at that look at uh, things about its first performance and uh things about the video the commentary there's a whole there's a whole bunch of sort of like video evidence we can talk about the different performances um and maybe a little bit about the lyrics and things um, and I don't actually have a very good plan about how to go through this. Uh, I don't really want to just be talking the whole time. <laughs> so, sure. Mm -hmm. um, I guess maybe though we could just say that, uh, the very first, the very first recorded performance of this was at the Yokohama Red Brick Warehouse, uh, which, uh, it, and it appears in this sort of like abridged edition in the, um, Sakura Gakuin Smile, um, the first live smile documentary DVD. So we don't even have the whole thing, as far as I know. But, um, you know, it sort of cuts out partway through. But, uh, so did you guys watch that? Did you have any thoughts you wanted to say about that? Yeah, I've watched it a bunch. Um, yeah, I've seen it. The the infamous Moa Fall start, coming yeah, in a couple, of, a couple of measures early. The um, very first thing that basically happened in this whole group yeah. is an error. Yep, I love it. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, as somebody as a, you know, I, I've been a musician for a long time and I've definitely been there <laughs> and it's one of those things, you know, I got to wonder if she wakes up in the middle of the night, still in a cold sweat, having nightmares about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's somewhat endearing, but it's so, it's, uh, I hadn't, I hadn't noticed it really the first couple of times I'd seen it, but I mean, it's so obvious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so she, um, uh, she kind of like starts the choreography something like you know two two measures early mm -hmm. and so you know everybody else is just kind of standing still and she's waving her arms <laughs> around <laughs> i think it's interesting first, that oh go ahead the first thing i always notice when i watch this video i think i've seen it many times before is the white t-shirt guy yes oh, yes the original he, fan he makes several appearances he does actually yeah, yeah. It would be really pretty interesting to have been there at that that like little tiny show, but uh, who knows? You know, <laughs> how would you know to go? I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, well, history was yeah. uh, it started right there. You know, one of the things I wanted to look at, um, and then didn't really in very in a very sophisticated way was just to see if there's any real evolution of the choreography. Um, it, but it really looks pretty much the same. I mean, it's kind of amazing that it that they never really changed it that that uh they mastered it that well at the outset sure yeah you know there's other songs that have seen little tweaks additions removals kind of over the years as they've grown up uh, but i think this is yeah this is kind of a staple it hasn't really changed yeah one thought i had on the the just the general choreography on it is i'm always a little bit annoyed almost every I mean, I guess maybe fan cams don't do this, but almost every pro shot seems to really kind of blow that the the sort of the part where they all like fall on the ground and are like sleeping and then wake up in this like nice sequence. It's like one, two, three. 
and but but the camera's always on just one person. So you never you like you almost never get that effect. You can kind of get it on this first one. Well, my my gripe with all of the live DVDs just about is the chaotic editing just about all of them have you know you, you don't get a shot longer than a few seconds it seems like in any oh, given yeah. song so frustrating and then i guess here we have the opposite problem where it never switches to see actually what's happening in the choreography maybe, maybe that's a tactic to get people to go to go to the shows right but yeah i really i mean i i, I do like i like the effect um and and it is it's surprising how how you really just have to deduce it from most of the most of the shows but uh they're you know i guess their costumes also have evolved uh fairly seriously i mean they looked kind of like they <laughs> they really do look like they just kind of came out of a you know a thrift store or something <laughs> <That's> <laughs> first one goodwill like, punk girl <laughs> yeah Mo has a tie and you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny because you can sort of see you can you can see them. Poss- there, there are possibly some kind of like tried and discarded concepts there. I mean, like it's quite possible that this thing with the tie was going to be forever, you know. Sure. And they just gave up on it. Yeah, who knows? Uh, they all had they all had twin tails. Yep. Um, and in fact, actually, in the in the commentary, the the video of the um, uh, you and Mo's. Uh, they, you know, their their um hairs dip lower, right? So yeah, you bring up a good point. This is one of the only songs out there. I think there's it's this one, um, headbanger. And is there, is there a third one where there was actually commentary done by them several years later? Um, IDZ as well. IDZ, sure. that's the one. Yeah. So if you, if you haven't watched that, we can put a link to it down below. You really get some fun insight into not only their personalities but kind of what they think about looking themselves when they were first starting. Yeah. Yeah. Those are great. Um, the, so the, that came out um, in 2014 with the limited edition version of the first, you know, the first self-titled album. Right. So that was already what, like four years later. Right. right? Well, maybe not. I mean, like, I don't know when the, the, the video came out on in 2011, October 12th, 2011. So I guess it's like two and a half, three years later. But, you know, so so it's funny, like they they talk about, you know, they they basically just give audio commentary about just pointing out things about the the videos and, you know, this one in particular, but the, you know, and the other ones somewhere. I'm not sure if it was, I'm not sure if it was this one. Oh, they they did Demogatsune also, by the way. Oh, right. Um, But, you know, they talk about, they they talk about their like nostalgia and stuff like this. And it's like, sure. You know, you're still little kids. You were little kids then. (laughs) But. And fun little stuff too, like. Yeah, uh, Moa hitting the big flower in the music video all the time as she was dancing. Little little memories and tidbits. Yeah, no, it, the I seriously came to appreciate the like so the 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 video itself. Um, uh, you know that's obviously somewhat more polished and it has two different versions. One is just the dancing, you know, the choreography part, um, which uh, that was on some special edition. Um, and or maybe it's actually I guess it was on the um uh single, mm-hmm. but um. And then you know, then a sort of a more elaborate video. But I, like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't care much about it until I heard them talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. So it's it's absolutely worth hearing those commentaries. Absolutely. There was yeah, there was actually one other really early one that was that was at uh, TIFF. I hadn't seen this one. I mean, like I, I think maybe a couple weeks ago was the first time I'd seen this at, at TIFF 2011, um, the Tokyo Idol Festival. Um, and that one was that one was actually sort of interesting because it was super well lit. I mean, you know, like the one the one that they did as Sakura Gakuin, they you know they the the stage was all kind of dark and you know the lighting was nice or whatever. Um, but you know, it, it was like it was like in under fluorescent lights or something. Right. <laughs> at TIFF, you know, like it was very very we- weirdly sterile. <laughs> but you could see it all very well. Well, a lot of the early stuff was like that. You know, they performed. Um, there's videos of performing Megatsune in a mall right um yeah uh similar performance at the gundam statue in is that in shibuya i don't remember um yeah i think i know what you're talking about yeah anyways there's a lot of early videos of these first songs where they're not obviously in control of their own production which is kind of fun yeah but they they, you know they uh if they're not having a great time they they play it very well (laughs) yeah sure 
What was your guys' favorite um of the of the early ones, like say up until like twenty sixteen? Ooh. Hmm. Um, I think I liked the second one the most, the the Idol Festival. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I might like that one of those first two better, just because you can see it better. But, but also, like, surprisingly, the crowd knows the choreography pretty well. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's always my get, favorite part to watch. <laughs> yeah, really, really get into it. Also, I think yeah. uh, white t-shirt guy makes another reappearance. Uh, on the right, he's headbanging. <laughs> oh yeah, that's it cool. never stops. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. They actually almost look younger in the TIFF. Um, one, although it's it was like a year, almost a year later. And well, I really understand how that happens. Sue gets the twin tails going in that one. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I wanted to say about the the video. I mean, uh, they say most of what's interesting about it in the commentary, uh, and I guess I mean like otherwise, the you know we mostly see pretty much the same thing performed. It was pretty. It, it was pretty constant. Um, you know that that was it was definitely a, a staple. Uh, Tokyo Dome was sort of interesting because it was they were they were like frighteningly high up in the air. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I think that's probably one of my favorite stages they've ever had at any of their shows. Definitely, it's hard to beat the production value of Tokyo Dome and the spectacle Honestly. of being in that arena. Could you imagine being up there like as them, seeing all those people and still nailing it? Yeah. Feels good, man. I can't, and that's why you see Moa shed a tear, I think, at, oh, the, yeah. at the beginning of the show, <laughs> oh, yeah. when they come down the elevator. it's I can't imagine how overwhelming and what that must feel like. Yeah. Hey, we made it. We're performing at a sold-out Tokyo Dome. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. Was that, was that, that was the biggest show, right, that they've, that they've done to date? Like In the terms most people of, at one night? Yes. Yeah. By many thousand, I think. Oh yeah, no, I think it was the number's <laughs> um, like fifty-five thousand or something each night. Fingers crossed they double that next old this year, hopefully. Was it fifty-five? Oh, please, uh, please I, do something. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. I, I mean, <laughs> I think they. Well, they always do big shows at the end of the year. Yeah, the, I mean, the the problem, I, even with Tokyo Dome, I think I think they were really pushing it at the end to try to get that full. Um, and you know, they really need to ramp up. If they, you know, it would look terrible if they have a fifty-five thousand capacity thing with like twenty-eight hundred people in it. Yeah. yeah, I don't think they have enough momentum right now to pull off a venue like that. And I think they're they going to have too. to start doing something fast. Hopefully, Fox Day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I, I hope I hope that we will see it again. Uh, I'm I think twenty nineteen is pretty optimistic. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens here. Uh, let's see, I guess the other notes I had about performances were um, the last time the thing has been performed as three was at the Silver Fox Festival, and it was performed at Legend S for the last time at all. So who knows if it'll be performed again, but uh, that that was the most recent time that it happened. Man, I feel like we can say that just about a lot of songs. Are we ever going to see these again? Yeah. Still waiting to see Ine live. I mean, I think... Doki Doki Morning has this like special status because it because it was the first one. Um, so I was looking at uh, you know like looking through some interviews with Koba and I don't think I think there was still you know like there were a few things ready to go and uh, I don't think that Doki Doki Morning did not have to be the first one. I think I think the, he was toying with the idea of having Iji Meidami Zetai be the first one. But um, but it was t- that was too big of a shock. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, so, uh, you know, this one, uh, that's another thing that I kind of wanted to talk about maybe at some point um, is like the structure of the song. You know, like, like the, you know, to what degree it is poppy, to what degree it is uh, characterizing them. You know, I don't know if I don't know if anyone has uh, any any real insights into that. Um, Garrett, I, I know you're, you're yeah, a I'll musician, see. right? What do you think of this? Yeah, I, I was. Comparing like the um, their music video audio to the like live performances, you can still hear like they tried in the in the mix and like in the recording studio. Like they it sounds good guitar wise, but live it sounds so much more meatier and more metal. You know, my metalhead side always leans towards like the live performances because they have real musicians backing them up live right then and there, not processed or anything. So 
I, I feel like it sounds better on like the live live steps. Yeah, live always better for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, I think it's interesting, Paul, that you brought up. You think that Kobo was toying with the idea of making IDZ the first single rather than this song, um, mm-hmm. because I think Doki Doki Morning, if you are new to the band and you're in 2010 listening to this for the first time, it's it's very regimented, right? Like it's it's cute pop with synthesizer in the background for I don't, I don't however long a verse. And then you get a bridge that's in your face metal. Then you get another verse that's back to cute pop, right? Yeah. So without blending it all together, it's it's really clear, I think, what what statement is trying to be made with this type of music in Doki Doki Morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I mean, like, it, I think you're right that it's not. It isn't. It isn't very blended. I mean, like, I still think it works, but. Um... You know, things, things as things progressed, it it became more of a unified thing. Um, it was really, I think, there was a, a sense in which it was it was really, you know, t- trying to bring in the the pop people, but also, you know, it's just being a, a little bit shocking. It's not, um, I, yeah, I don't know. It, it's sort of simplistic. <laughs> um, it's a, it's very simple from a song structure standpoint, especially when you compare it yeah, to so... stuff on the second album, for example. Mm-hmm. Well, you gotta think like technology has come so far since 2011 when they dropped the music video. They could do so much more with After Effects and whatnot they, today to think than they could in 2010, 2011 when they were recording this. Yeah, there's so I mean, much more potential nowadays for greatness, even though not live. Like um, Starlight being a great, a great example. Starlight sounds great on the on the record and live, as far as we know. <laughs> yes. Assumption on the live part. Right. So we've been told. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. There was um uh, something else. I, I, unfortunately, I was really only kind of skimming these these Koba interviews, but something else he was saying in one of these was essentially that, um, it it's not like it's not like there haven't been just pop songs that have like a little like, you know, guitar solo, you know, in the middle or whatever. You know, like sure. it's it's he he really did want this to be something that was it wasn't just that you know like pop pop heavy bit pop pop you know um that he was really trying to do things that that really did bring in something that felt to him like metal um and yeah i think i think you know doki doki morning still just rides along the edge <laughs> but uh uh although i mean i think you know he idz he really did he really did do that at that point yes i agree with that uh i was kind of curious too about the lyrics and so i i kind of dove into that a little bit more than maybe everyone else did (laughs) (laughs) for sure but uh so the i mean like i think we all have kind of like a basic idea of what the what the lyrics are the snip snip yeah right so i mean like the um there's the uh do metal blog do metal blogspot.com uh has translations of almost all of the lyrics for all of the songs and really well annotated and they're they're great uh and so those um you know I th- those i think do a pretty good job of of kind of communicating just essentially what what is being said and i you know whatever we, we kind of get the idea it's you know it's it's morning and we don't want to wake up and whatever <laughs> but don't um, rush but hurry up <laughs> and <laughs> So then, weirdly, uh, I don't understand. I don't know why the two the two main sort of like go to translator people for this uh, both have names that start with du. But uh, there's Dwayne Metal on YouTube, who is um, so I'm not actually sure where he teaches, but he he um, I think he teaches Japanese uh, in some university. Uh, it's, in, uh, it's in L.A. I think. Oh, so he's not in Japan. No, I'm pretty sure he's in the U.S. I think he teaches at a. Uh... Not USC, but maybe UCLA. Ah, okay. Because um, he always seemed to be going to things. Like he 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 has all the stuff. <laughs> like well, like um, I don't know that that makes him an outlier. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's true. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so so he. I mean, like if you're not familiar with his channel, definitely go look at that because he's you know he goes through basically all of the extant songs really 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 carefully, like line by line. 
Um, so Doki Doki Morning itself takes five videos to get through. Yeah. Um, you know, and he's basically just going through each word and saying kind of what it goes goes through. You know, uh, he and and so the I thought it was kind of interesting to I don't know sort of uh, compare the two. I so I had a couple of things. Well, let me let me just sort of maybe say a couple of things about uh, the Dwayne Metal videos. So. Uh, he's he's a super fan. <laughs> yes, very, you know, absolutely. He showed off his. He started off like showing off his the one card and uh, his Dwayne metal name and and wasn't sure if he wanted to paint up paint himself up to go to the you know upcoming concert because <laughs> because you know the requirement was that you have corpse paint on. Um, but anyway, so he he kind of goes through, uh, he goes through the lyrics and uh, he talks about you know so I guess the. The, the the very beginning is you know it's sort of like cutting your hair cutting your you know bangs in a straight line and then there's this this line that it's something like uh, you know going going directly straight will you know give you first prize <laughs> um, <laughs> and he spends a little bit of time trying to figure out like does this mean does this mean like you know you you're getting first prize in bang cutting or or you know if you hurry up and get to school will you win um and uh, I'm very solidly in the first camp. <laughs> this <laughs> idea that they're racing to school seems like completely like it doesn't have anything to do with the song. Yeah. But what we need su- is a female translator, native Japanese female translation. Well, yeah, I think that's also kind of interesting. Like, you know, he's he's clearly coming at this from a little bit of an outsider. You know, he's like, this is what the teenage girls say. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, let's see. So, yeah. So the, the in the second part, there's a there's a line, um, you know. So okay, so there's a whatever. There's a thing. You know, they're talking about like the the which lip. You know, what lip gloss will it be today? Will it be that one, this one, that one. You know, which one? You know, the the, the sort of obvious sort of thing. And then and then wait, what time is it? <laughs> which I love actually. Yeah. That what time is it business? Because it's particularly great in the live shows because like or like Tokyo Dome or whatever where you can hear the entire audience. <laughs> shouting this yeah um but yeah so the the uh the second round through that says okay so who's you know who's today's vip gonna be um and he goes off in this like very weird (laughs) weird idea um so and i think both of those ideas are not right Uh, and you know i have no basis for saying that except that this just seems it seems wrong um so he thought either the vip was like who's the who's going to be like the popular boy today <laughs> and huh. that uh, and his other w- idea was even weirder which is that he thought that this was like some sort of status you get on the 2chan forum <laughs> 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 i just oh, yeah i need to rewatch his video cuz i don't remember that at all <laughs> it's yeah i mean i was just kind of like what are you talking about <laughs> cuz to me the way i kind of interpreted it is you know like that the person getting ready is the candidate for being the VIP today, right? Sure. Anyway, so those are a couple of things that that uh, like a couple of thoughts I had on the on the lyrics, but um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think they're, um, yeah, and I guess maybe I'll say one more thing. I'm sorry that I just can't stop talking. <laughs> but, it's okay. No, you're fine, man. I I'm glad you know something about these lyrics because I. No. I'm not too too familiar with the lyrics. No, in in quotation marks, <laughs> but, um, but there's okay. So there's, there's also this business about you know it's like, uh, all right. So ring ring ring. You know the the alarm's going off. Um, you know wait a moment, wait wait a moment. And so the the way they say this is chomate, right? Um, and mm-hmm. in part four, this is when we get to that part of the um, the you know that's part four of the Dwayne Metal videos. He and and uh. He apparently this just it, it, he said it blew his mind. <laughs> he thought he thought this was totally <laughs> hilarious because it's supposed to be chotomate, you know chotomate right. kudasai, which is you know essentially like wait a second, you know wait a minute, wait a little. Yeah. Um. But but it's all like it's compressed in this in this like weird kid like way. Right. So so he I do remember him in several songs making you know quote blowing his mind a little bit in the way they've kind of twisted common phrases and shortened them but they still work. Yeah. Yeah. 
and I think it's it's sort of you know it's it's a it's a childlike and you know clever wordplay kind of thing to do. Yeah. Um, the, and then I guess maybe my only other the the only other sort of like complaint I I have, which might be unjustified. I'd be interested to hear if other people agree or not. But um, there's a business. There's it gets it gets kind of abstract. Um, let's see, where's this business about the the hairpin? Um, yeah, it, okay. No makeup, no makeup um, is the translation. My glasses serve as hairpins. Uh, it's a funny face. Okay, is the <laughs> like the English version of this? Yeah, yeah. Um, I you know so this to me that just that, that sounds perfectly fine. You know that that like what's happening is there the glasses are like up on your head, holding the hair back. <laughs> Right, as you're doing your face, it does, and like it seems like a sort of a, an obvious kind of image. Um, Dwayne Metal's idea was that they fell asleep on their glasses and got bent into a hairpin shape. <laughs> kind of, oh, yeah, I don't kind know of, about that. <laughs> so, it's interesting, um, but I mean, who am I to say he's wrong? <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, I mean, so that's the thing is that that like I, I feel I feel like I don't have standing, but yet his theories are crazy. <laughs> right. Well, I guess that's the trick to any music in Japan in Japanese, right? Is musical lyrics are really, really wide open to interpretation, mm -hmm. you know, unlike Western music. And, they, and you know, to, there's a there's a, a love of of you know ambiguity and wordplay and stuff like that too. Sure. Um, you know, and I suppose it matters what kanji it is too, right? Yeah, right. So, which we don't have. Uh, I, I mean, I'm sure we could get it. <laughs> we could probably <laughs> find it. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah. Um, so th that actually does um remind me of like one last point I wanted to make about the lyrics, though, specifically about the chomate thing. Um, I did not realize as much that it was it was so childish. <laughs> I mean, like, it's it's not just, you know, there's, there's, there are questions about like, oh, well, you know, are these topics only topics that little kids sing about? And, you know, is it appropriate for them to keep singing it when they're older? Like the, you know, yeah. whatever, getting money from your dad or whatever. But, yeah. um, but here, I mean, like, I didn't quite realize that, that it is really just like little kid talk um, to an extent that it's, it starts seeming kind of weird, you know, that, sure. that 21 year old people are singing this stuff. You know, I, I think know that's a... That. I think that's a really interesting point you bring up, and I think a lot of people forget, you know, especially when they complain about songs kind of disappearing and maybe not being sung. You know, we all hold these songs pretty dear. They're all pretty great. You know, I love listening to them, but I think you're right. At some point, it does get kind of weird. Yeah, and it's not just a matter of, like, it. you know, whatever. Every, like, I think the topic... The, the subject matter is sort of evergreen, right? I mean, like, sure. we, we can all identify with this. Like, I just don't want to wake up. Yeah. Uh, how's it going, everyone else? <laughs> well, It's going good. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, so... I'm speechless right now. Like, I don't know what to say. I've learned so much. Yeah. Well, so, okay, so here's something maybe we can segue into. Before we started recording, we were just kind of having our little pre-production meeting, planning the episode, making sure we knew what we were doing. Um. Garrett mentioned that this isn't your favorite song, Doki Doki Morning. No. And, and I kind of want to know why. I think that's interesting. It's. Ooh. I don't find. I've never really been too enthralled with the whole childish side of baby metal. Like, I think it's great to look back on their history and I love talking about it. But I, I enjoy their newer music more. I like the heavier stuff. I like EDM and stuff on the side. Like, I don't mind, like, the sound of Ine or Doki Doki Morning. But it's definitely not one. It's not on my, any of my playlist. Any of my playlists. It's one of those songs like, oh, I want to hear that, and then I specifically go out for it. Interesting. Hmm. So I guess you're are you in the camp then too that, you know, if you never heard this live again or they stop playing it, do you, do you think it's weird that they would still play it because of how much no, older they are? I, I feel like they would have. They have to stop at some point. They can't play their first song forever, right? Well, I don't know. Metallica's well, I mean, playing. I mean, they, they they can try, <laughs> but eventually it's gonna be oh, how they're playing Doki Doki Morning again. Heard this one a hundred thousand yeah. times. Well, I mean, do I you, you like... don't think Give Me Chocolate's think... gonna be just like that? Oh, uh, I'm probably, I'm I assume they'll phase that one out relatively soon too, and hopefully yeah. you know five or ten no. years down the road. <laughs> I feel like they're going bring through... them back. You know, I feel like they're going through a period of sort of bringing well, not putting the older songs in as much. Like it's kind of 
a lot of bands do that, you know, from the first album. They're not putting in the songs as much as they want to play the new stuff. And then I feel like eventually in the future they will bring in the old stuff again. Oh yeah, I agree. And don't get me wrong, I'm totally, I would much, I would have loved to see Doki Doki Morning live. Same, Unfortunately, yeah. I never got to, but I'm not broken hearted that I didn't. I'm thankful I got to song. see Tattoo and Distortion live. That's to me, that's far more valuable. That's an interesting perspective. I, you know, I'm willing to bet that that clashes with a lot of, a lot of people that have been fans maybe longer than us. Oh, for sure. But that's yeah. the thing about opinions. Everybody has one. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. No. Could be. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, the problem is, I guess you know, I wouldn't say that it's my favorite song either. Like, uh, I don't, but I, so I don't often specifically go to it, but I, I never skip it. You know, like I'm always happy when it's playing. <laughs> yeah, so. for sure. I, I'm not ashamed to admit. In my first months as a fan, I actually made that my uh, alarm in the morning. Yep. It just seemed really fitting. Ring, ring, ring. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Um, and I'm still not tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I, I I bob my head a lot to that song. Yeah, it's an interesting visual, though. I, I I don't know. We were talking about, you know, is it weird? Is it not weird? Because it's such young lyrics. It's just you know very childish. It's it had an interesting just kind of visual in my mind. You know, if they're doing like if they do like a reunion tour in 25 years or something like that, long after they've gone on to other things and playing this song, you know, maybe in their early 40s. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a really weird, interesting visual I had go through my head. <laughs> but yeah, the, the uh, and and actually the um uh, the, you know the the childish lyrics do I know they show up at the end of Give Me Chocolate too. You know, like the like the very I think like last word or whatever is like uh, like a, a childish way of saying uh, talking about eating, right? Um, so yeah, right. It, it is, you know, I mean. It's hard to say. Hard to say. I mean, like you know, and it might it might seem weird to someone who speaks Japanese and has not seen them before, but sure, everybody who sees them probably already loves the song. So, yeah, that's another interesting perspective. You know, I I can't follow along in my head and translate live, even though I know what the song is about, right? Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I wonder, I wonder what my take would be on it feeling weird. If I spoke fluent Japanese and was listening to it from that perspective, yeah, it's I, I've wondered that sometimes. You know, like what it would be like to understand this without having to go look it up. <laughs> right. Probably quite a different experience. Someday, that's my goal. Someday I'll be able to listen to this stuff and actually know what's going on in my head. <laughs> right. So I guess the only other things that I that I had to kind of like things that I wanted to mention um, were just the the merch <laughs> angle. So okay. this this was the first single that they released, um, and so it came out in there was a DVD single and a CD single, uh, and they are both at this point really uh, hard to get or at least expensive to get. Um, but the the DVD single had the regular music video and then this this thing they call the air dance version. I don't know exactly what the, what why there is this terminology, but it's basically just you know the the choreography. That's fairly common terminology throughout these. Uh, you know, Sakura Gakuin things. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, so if you, so that's actually sort of interesting because you, you really just get to see, you don't, there's none of the cutting and weird effects. You can just, like, see the whole choreography. Right. Um, and that came with a towel. So if you get, if you really get the real thing, then you'll have a towel. Uh, it seems like, I'm not actually sure if there are two towels or what. Um, it might be that they have one towel that has the John John Boo, uh, you know, the heavy music club records logo on it, and another one that has the baby metal logo on it, or maybe that's one towel and two sides. I'm not actually sure. Yeah, you know, I don't think I've actually seen the towel. Hmm. That's uh, I have the I have the the disc, but I do not have the towel. Um, I'm not quite that committed. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, my early then... merch knowledge isn't very good. <laughs> Yeah, and well, I mean, and I, I kind of wanted to get, I kind of wanted to get it just because it's the first thing, you know, like, uh, I don't know, it just felt like <laughs> that would be worth having, but, uh, but yeah, they are, and and you know, it's the it's the highest quality possible video that has been released of right the air dance version at least. Sure. 
Uh, but then, so they released that on the, the DVD single was the first thing, October 21st, 24th, 2011. Um, then they released a digital single a few days later, November 2nd. And then actually quite a bit later, uh, June 23rd, 2012, they released a CD special edition. Um, and that has the air vocal version, which is the instrumental, um, packaged with a t-shirt that says, are you ready to mosh on it? Um, and I have seen that. Yeah, I think I've seen uh, I, I also have, I, like, I have both of those discs, but I don't have either of the things. Okay. And Maybe I'm, someday. You're, yes, well, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I do look, and I, then I, you know, I open, I open the little auction listings, then I go, oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, there is one that I learned, I didn't know about this until I was just doing the research, like, for the last time, that uh, there was a UK promotional single with a UK radio edit that is slightly shorter. It was released in 2015. Never seen it. I've, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know how to find that. But uh, if I do find it, I might get it. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay. I, uh, I'm going to stop talking for a little bit anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think we made it through this. We have. Uh, anyone want to jump in uh, on what happens in two weeks um i'm just gonna take a throw my wild guess out here radio silence for the vast majority of the day as a just like last you know joke and then they announce right before the end of fox day like something huge like maybe like an oh i would love to see like them completely redo the u.s tour and oh the whole tour in general same exact shows maybe same dates well not dates but like Mm -hmm. venues so this is a wish list Oh, total wishes. Yeah, it's never going to happen, but I was that's, absolutely love it. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> they, they, got, they have to do something on Fox Day, and I'm going to throw my bet as tour announcement. Well, I'm just going to drop it now and say, I am very sure it's going to be an album announcement. Why not both? I mean, when, I think... I'll double down. Because last... I mean, they've already done a world tour last year. It's kind of... I feel like they will do a lot of shows this year. I just... I don't expect a world tour that quickly. I feel like there might be one next year after the album gets a lot of buzz. But I, I feel like B-Metal at this point is very overdue for music and they've been teasing a lot of music and they just album. They just need an album now. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Kevin? I think we're going to get some cryptic stuff on social media that's not going to explain anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that if you hadn't said that that was pretty much what i was going to predict too yeah like, i i do think that fox day is not going to go by with nothing uh like they they built this holiday themselves yes they're they're going to do something but i think i think it's going to wind up being the beginning of a trail to an announcement that sounds the most reasonable to me so wish list album tour yeah low probability in my mind and but, this time uh, on the cool. coast. Yes. <laughs> I say in a very US-centric way, but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I suppose we can mention, we talked about this before we recorded. We're going to try and cover Fox Day Live if it happens. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see. We, we, we <laughs> yeah. will probably be, uh, we'll probably be here. I mean, I'm sure we'll be paying attention, right? Yes. And it's not very oh, yeah. hard to just hit Hello, record. Bell. We have a website now. It's telling us exactly when stuff goes down. I forget the URL, but it's like oh, yeah, Baby Metal right. News or whatever. Like, is there babymetalnews.com yeah, or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, I love that great. one. But yeah, I, I think the plan is we're going to hang out here in our Discord server on Fox Day, as is reasonable and as we can. And if we get a bunch of news, we're going to try and record an episode because it falls on a normal recording day for us anyway. So I figured, why not try the breaking news thing? Yeah. And if nothing happens? then, you know, we'll record something else later. Yes. Or we could just have a podcast episode of everybody sitting around, you know, hitting refresh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. F5, F5, F5. <laughs> Come on, Cobra. All right. So I think, I actually think um, the Doki Doki Morning thing went, I think there was, there was enough to talk about. I mean, it's quite possible we talked more than we should have. But I, I don't Typ know. Typical. I, yeah, I thought it was interesting. Um, I think I would like to try to do it again, but I don't think we've settled on a on a thing to do. So we'll we'll announce it somehow. Strawpole. 
Sorry? Question mark? Straw poll question mark? We could do that. I mean, are you planning on uh, suggesting something now or? No, like maybe like tweet out a link, let people vote on like a, a list of four that we decide. Uh, you want to give these people quite a lot of power. <laughs> give them a voice. <laughs> what homework do you want us to do? <laughs> that being said, follow us on Twitter. Join us on Discord. Uh, right. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. But maybe that's maybe that means it's about time. I can sort of close this down. Anyone want to say any last things before I run out to the end? Um, Koba, if you're listening, um, release the album, please. Um, I'm I'm dying here. Um, you know, I'm we trying to keep music. myself. I'm trying to keep myself entertained here. Um, you know, L- Lady Baby might cut it. You know, like I might just become a full fan of them if you don't release the album right now. Oh, that's the threat. You know, I'd, I'd I would settle for a studio release of Tattoo or Elevator Girl, either one, as a single. I mean, even though they've already dropped two. But I don't care if they enough. like release Doki Doki Warning too. I need something. I I I'd bet on them dropping another single before they drop an album because that's how people, that's how bands manipulate like the Spotify playlists and the i the um iTunes playlists is like singles get really popular and they add them on playlists. Then before you know it, all the people who shuffle play that playlist is hearing your song. Yeah, could be, could be. Yeah, I suppose maybe there'll be one bump to get everybody paying attention, yeah. and then a second one to. Like while they're paying attention, put out the album. We we'll shall see. see. We'll see. Next year, when we listen back on this, we will laugh and laugh. Oh Hopefully. yeah. <laughs> or cry and cry. Who knows? <laughs> back back then, when we were so optimistic. <laughs> All right. Well, play us off. I guess that is it for this episode. Uh, you can join us on the Baby Metal Podcast Discord to continue this conversation. Rating the podcast on whatever platform you listen to it on will help people find it. So please do that. We will be back here in about two weeks for Fox Day, and we hope you will join us. And until then, see you.